0: back. That's right. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, Fresh Talk has returned. Risen from the grave like a phoenix. People didn't believe we were going to do it. They doubted us. I didn't either.
1: I got several (laughs) tweets from people saying there's no way you're coming back after your hiatus. Yeah. But we did. We're here. We're here. We actually came through with what we said we were going to do. For once. Yeah, for for once. We took a couple weeks off. But in those weeks, there has been some big changes to the to the podcast. Yeah,
0: things are a little different now.
1: They're different and we want to explain to you right out of the gate what's different. Here's the deal. Um one of the things that we had with Fresh Talk was a lot of trouble with scheduling. Myself who you're hearing and Dan, hello, who you're hearing, um along with Kai who you are not
0: hearing. Curious. And
1: John, who you are not hearing. Didn't hear him often anyway. That's true. That's true. But still additionally curious. Oh, yeah. Um, The four of us had a lot of uh, trouble with scheduling. And one of the big problems was Kai lives in Los Angeles. And we record Fresh Talk in Ventura at Archive Studios. So it was very difficult with Kai and all the commuting that he was doing. He's in a lot of musical projects to be able to find the time to squeeze Fresh Talk in. And at the same time, John, who owned the studio where we would record, Archive Studios in sunny Ventura, California, Yep. Uh, problem with John was His studio got busy He actually got a lot of work He actually started work When we first started Fresh Talk uh, Roughly a year and a half ago year and right? a half, yeah Um, We were in a situation Where John didn't have anything going on He had a brand new studio And he needed to record it's something like,
0: yeah, come on in Do a podcast, I don't care Hence the birth of Fresh Talk Here we are Um,
1: But John, uh, as a good engineer as he is uh, Anyone that's worked with him can attest to He got busy So his schedule became tough So trying to find the right night To book Fresh Talk Between Kai having to do the commute And John having the open space And you and I being busy Busy with what we yeah, do. Yeah, you do in your movie. Yes, four people all trying to line up schedules is very difficult. So we decided to take a little hiatus and in that time we all talked and collectively we decided that for John and Kai to be able to do it every week, it's, it's gonna be very difficult. Um, They were down to kind of turn it into a once a month or be once a month guests, but it's going to be hard for them to do weekly.
0: Yeah. So Kai wouldn't promise to do it once a month, but he basically agreed that he would do it. So we'll get him back on as as often as we can. John as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we just said, hey, Dan and I talked about
1: it and we said, we still want to do it. We still have a good time. Our schedules are a little more flexible and we're in Ventura. Let's try and keep it alive. Definitely. And and we also wanted to do it weekly. That was the main thing. We didn't want to convert it to once a month because I like the weekly flow. You know, it's like there's a lot that can happen in a month yeah and if you're you know then again yeah, then you spend the whole episode playing catch up on what's going on basically yeah so um with that said we are vowed to keep fresh talk alive <laughs> welcome to what's been going on yeah exactly what's been going on <laughs> um we, we vowed to keep yes. it alive at least to give it a shot to see if we can even pull it off technically that's yeah. going to be the first problem
0: yeah we don't have an engineer anymore so yeah,
1: yeah it's just damn with all
0: sorts of but you do have more computers than john which is cool yeah yeah I do have more computers, but he had a mixing board and a studio. True. But I just, you got computers everywhere. It looks cool. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: So we are now recording live in Dan's parents' basement. Underground garage. Underground wait, garage. Wait, that's
0: a Little Stevens. Damn it. What's that? Little Steven already has the underground garage. Oh,
1: he has the underground garage. Son of a Man. Bitch. Okay, well, Dan's parents, where we are, Dan essentially has returned home. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Prodigal son has returned to record a podcast at his In parents' parents' basement. Basement garage. It's a garage basement. It's California. It's kind of a
0: weird thing. It's a weird it's thing. It's not
1: really the code. We don't know what to call it yet. A no. barrage. Oh, a barrage. A bar- the barrage. Live from the barrage. Yeah, well, good
0: for now. Working okay. title.
1: Yeah, Fresh Talk Live from the Barrage. Um, so this is okay. our new place. So those are the changes that we made. But again, we had a lot of listeners. We were starting to gain more listeners, and we just didn't want to stop. We wanted to keep the flow going. So you will hear from John. You will hear from Kai. Dan and I are taking over the helm. With that said, there are going to be some changes that we think are for the best, and they're not too drastic. They're not too drastic. One of the things that we always had trouble with Fresh Talk. And we're giving you a little background on the creation of Fresh Talk is that we would record it and post it basically a week later. So sometimes it was it just felt not on top of. We're a little late to the party.
0: Sometimes it was even two weeks late, depending on when we recorded versus uh-huh. when we posted. Like things were not very timely. They weren't timely. So
1: you have come up with something that is going to be very interesting. Hopefully, starting next week. Hopefully so we are going to be able to actually kind of do this interactive. And the idea is a couple hours before we record, when you and I know that we're getting together for sure, we alert you via the Twitter, via the Facebook, via Fresh Talk, via my Twitter feed, via Dan's stuff. And we tell you, hey, we're doing it at this time. And you will be able to go to Dan. Hopefully, what
0: can they go to to be a part of this? It's probably uh, if, if everything works out, we're gonna do it on YouTube. So it'll be it. it'll be on YouTube Live. So you'll be able to see us, interact with us. If you want to, you don't have to. You do not. Uh, we do want to make it more interactive for people that want to contribute to the show and take live feedback questions things like that yeah so you'll be able to watch it you'll be able to watch it but at the same time write in questions so forth and yeah so on. there um if everything works out there will be a little chat room chat bar where you can talk to one another talk to us we can get live feedback on the topics we're discussing uh as we bring in more guests you'll be able to ask questions to the guests things mm-hmm. like that absolutely so we wanted to make it more interactive but yeah. don't freak out if It's not one of these things
1: It's your only chance To catch the podcast Is when we do it live Because we're going to be Doing it at some strange times We have a lot of listeners In the UK yes. So obviously we don't expect You to wait up till 4 in the morning For Dan and I To stare at us On but screen But if
0: you want to
1: We're there for We'll you. be here Yeah totally um, But what we will be doing Is uh, putting it up As always in the same place Most people get it from iTunes On their podcatcher of choice Yep It'll still be posted A couple days later for sure Always But you'll, you'll be able to get a jump If you do want to follow us While it's happening You'll be able to actually watch it and react to it live and contribute and then listen to it later if you all want it posts.
0: definitely business
1: as usual last but not least one of the changes we're making before we hop into the new show um is guests we always had a big lineup of guests and people we wanted to talk to and people wanted to call in but what happened a lot with the four of us binders full of guests yeah binders full of guests (laughs) there's binders everywhere folks real inside yeah Um, but they uh (laughs) they um you know with four guys it's kind of hard to kind of do an interview with a guest
0: it was hard for four of us to do a show when just it was just the four of us let alone bring in a guest that we wanted to actually interview and get their opinion on things so so we're really hoping to up the guest factor with this new fresh talk so it's fresh talk 2.0
1: live from the barrage dan and i taking over the helms hopefully technically this will work and this isn't a bad experiment and you'll actually be hearing this podcast because if you're hearing it right now it worked yes it worked but we're going to keep it going we'd love your support as we keep it going continue to spread the word let people know it. We have going on and hopefully some of this interactive stuff will get really fun and hopefully some of the guests will pick up and hopefully we'll still talk about some of the great things that we talk about and we do promise kai will not be gone forever he will pop in he did
0: promise him. to come back in even once if we have, have to force there. him
1: even if we have to force he, him.
0: To you him. might see him chained up in the barrage <laughs> with a mic stuck to his face but he'll be here totally totally and will not
1: be the first time kai has been locked up in a garage with a mic stuck to his face no and every
0: single time it was willing yeah talking to the mic <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> so with that said Sadly, there is a segment that we're going to have to lose. Yeah, and that's records of the week. Every week Kai who listens to more music than anyone on earth. Yes. Would Trim through the fat for us and you, and he would get down to the good stuff that came out. Dan and I, we rock some tunes, but we're not on it like Kai like No one is on it like Kai is. Nobody. I put him up against anybody. Because of the commute that we mentioned, he has the ability to listen to a lot of new music. Everything. And he does. And he gives it a real good listen. So we no longer have records of the week, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what we're going to do? We're going to do picks of the week. What we're going to do is both of us are going to pick something that we're digging, that we're into... Whether it's something old or something new or something that came back to ourselves, but something we're a fan of that we want to turn you, the listener, onto—basically,
0: whatever we yeah. want you to be aware of. Exactly, anything. What, what
1: we're feeling, what we're digging—maybe a record, maybe a show, maybe a movie, maybe a book, maybe a video game, maybe uh, maybe an, an
0: app, and maybe app. a website. Oh, the shit is falling over left and right. There's things actually the barrage falling now, and <laughs> it's falling apart. <laughs> Dance parents' basement needs serious repair work. It's in a bit of disrepair. A
1: light just fell, so. Man, this is not Archive Studios. <laughs> you know, we, are,
0: we have a long way to go.
1: We are slumming. um. But, hey, let's do our new picks of the week segment. Dan, would you like to start sure. us out?
0: I would love to start. I have been really into a show. Uh, it's on, in the States anyway, it's on Surprise USA Network, because we're in America. It's called Mr. Robot. Mr Robot.
1: Yeah. Um and I don't what is I, and I'm not familiar with this show so I have no idea what is oh, Mr that's Robot. Great.
0: About. Funny you should ask. They're I assume it's about a robot all over you know the state all over the country saying who is Mr Robot and that's the entire billboard. That's a campaign. You're supposed no. to look it up. The pilot was aired on YouTube. It was free. Um, but now it's it's in its regular season. I think there're 7 or did 8 episodes in. Did they put the pilot in. on
1: YouTube before the first show was on TV?
0: They did. They launched the pilot on YouTube so anybody could watch it. God, it's a whole brave new world with media it's now. A amazing. It's amazing. Anything the best, can happen. Basically, the best it's ever been, I think. Mm. So this show is—you're definitely going to laugh when I give you the slight synopsis—is oh about a computer security expert <laughs> that works for a computer security firm. Subliminal
1: message, Dan's wet dream. Keep going, okay? But he's
0: also like a hacker, so uh, he's he's sort so of— He's a super subliminal, Dan's super wet dream. Well, I can— Definitely confirm for you that I'm not a hacker. I'm very far from it. I'm just a lowly IT guy. Uh,
1: But all lowly IT guys dream of being world-class
0: hackers. I'd love to be able to. Hack the planet! (laughs) No, Matthew Lillard, I will not hack the planet. (laughs) That's a story for another time. that's true. Uh, He gets kind of... It's really dark. Like, there's a lot of um, there's not a lot of drug use, but it's really philosophical. There are some really good monologues because he sort of talks to the audience a little bit, and there's voiceover. It's actually really, really good. The writing is very good. The plot is interesting, and it not this past episode that just aired. But the one prior was like, holy shit. Like they took a really serious turn that that I was not expecting. And it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. It's a well-written show. It's a well-written show. It's not something just for computer nerds. Not just for computer nerds. But what they really did, they gave a nod to computer computer nerds in that they took all the technology that you see on the show when somebody's typing into a command line Mm -hmm. or working on a computer. They actually made it real. They made it look like what these people would be doing if they were hacking, if they were defending against hacks, if they were talking about what they're going to be doing they kind of made it re- they just didn't make up words that were nebulous So there's like, somebody on set for that show clearly the guy maybe the guy that that created it yeah. worked in it or somebody on there definitely knows what they're talking about because if it's authentic there's some shit happening and they're talking about what they're doing i'm like yeah that's probably how that would go down it's not just some weird bullshit some mm. scriptwriter made up
1: yeah it's not like the dudes on the computer saying he's hacking into the government and it's just oregon trail exactly mm. well and which
0: Knowing the government, it could be, but okay. it's enough. it's well done. I'm enjoying it. The acting is good. The Mr. Writing Robot. is good. That's Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. On. Season one is airing season now. Season one is still airing now. We're not yet to so the season finale. It's not on finale. Netflix yet or anything like that. Not at that. all. I don't even know it's av- if it's available outside the. I was going to ask States. you: Is it airing in the UK? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so apologies to UK and outside the US listeners if it is not available. But it's worth I'm the wait. Sure, it it's will good. Be, though. It's a good yeah. show. Huh.
1: Mr. Robot. There you go. So that Check is our first ever pick of the week. Uh, Dan suggests checking You're out the welcome, TV show Mister Robot. Like an, um, I'm, I'm gonna go TV show because our main topic today is TV based. So I figured so let's just keep it all big TV. TV show day. Yeah, TV. We're talking TV. Um, it's a show that is. Uh, <laughs> is on in America. I don't know if it's on elsewhere around the world. You can um, never know. I picked up on it. I heard a little bit about it. It's. Uh, I w- started watching it on Netflix. There's three seasons that are available currently on Netflix. Okay. It got uh, canceled, but it's one of these shows that Netflix has picked up for a final season. Netflix has Arrested been doing of development that a lot. style. Exactly. So the fourth season will be on Netflix. The show is called Longmire. Does that ring a bell at all? I've heard of the name. Okay. Uh-huh. That's all I know. It's basically the complete... Opposite uh, world of what you're talking about in terms of the IT, so it's a Western thing. Yes, basically, (laughs) Uh, it is a sheriff in Wyoming. So he's in the middle of freaking nowhere, and he's an old school throwback sheriff he doesn't have email he doesn't have a cell so it's modern times yeah exactly yeah he doesn't have email he doesn't have a cell phone and it's a murder mystery show basically it's it's simple old school tv it's not breaking any new ground every week something happens and he's got to solve the crime or the mystery it's based on a book series called the longmire mysteries okay um so it's it's kind of for an older demographic to be honest with you it's something that like your grandparents would watch so
0: it's like the modern Um, madlock Yes, but yeah, he's, a, he's a little
1: younger. kicks a little more ass, but, it, but it's got a Western feel. You mentioned that. It's very much set in that time. He's got the cowboy hat, the cloak, but it's modern times, and there's a continuing story, if you will. like uh-huh. There's a continuing theme that goes through it. Um, The guy who's a character actor really hasn't done much, and he's starring in it. Ryan Dennehy. Yeah, basically. He's doing a really good job. It's very Dennehy. Um, <laughs> he's doing a very good job, and the uh, supporting actors are... Uh, Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips Uh He plays his Native American friend Weird Of course right (laughs) Young Gun 7 This one I think you'd find interesting Is uh, his deputy sidekick is Katie Sackhoff Who was Starbuck in the new oh, battle star. I love Starbucks. Okay, I know you were a fan of her in general. I did love that show. Yeah, exactly. The new one. So she's a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Well because was shi- a dude in the original. True. Anyway, anyway, True. On. Yeah, the star, I mean, Yeah. Jeez man. Star okay. Marvelous. So it was on A and E. Yeah. Oh, A and E. There you go. So it's on it was on A and E, final season on Netflix. And last but not least, I mean, here's the deal. Um, it's not for everybody. Honestly, Uh, some people will be like, dude, this is just lame, boring, typical TV, but I found it to be a good night show. And what I mean by that being on Netflix, Mm -hmm. it's a good Netflix one where it's like, I'm not going to think too hard for this. I can throw it on at the end of the night, get a little episode, get it, you know, you fall into the characters a little bit. Sometimes it's not well acted. Sometimes it's a little light. But, you know, ultimately, it's really
0: not selling it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, totally.
1: My pick of the week is a, not a, a well shitty show. show. But if you do enjoy a little mystery show, if you do like some of the Western themes that I do like, it's fun. It's just something that grabbed me that I'm sort of in. And I've kind of at this point, I'm halfway through season two. So I'm like, you know what? Right. might as well finish it up
0: and watch the third season. If there were seven <laughs> seasons of this, I'd be like, don't do it.
1: But it's a fun one. You know? I,
0: I, I haven't seen either of these shows, the one that you're, you mentioned and the one I'm about to compare it to. But it sounds to me a lot like a es Justified. <laughs>
1: Oh well, Justified is on not A and E. Not A and E. Justified. I love Justified. I know you. Justified do. is kick-ass. You would love Justified. That's what
0: I keep hearing. I can't ju- What's it nice? Yet.
1: Justified is modern, great character acting, cool storylines. But you're right. That takes place in sort of the rural South. Kind of seems like yeah. that kind of a yeah. show. You know what? This is a watered-down version of <laughs> Justified, but Justified is much, much better. Much, much better. I really highly recommend that show. Plus Patton Oswalt. I was going to say any any character. show.
0: That employs Patton Oswalt As a winner in my yeah. book
1: yeah. yeah I should have picked Justified I, I was just, <laughs> I've just been watching
0: Longmire Because it's on the mind But that's my pick Ladies Longmire. and gentlemen You've looked into the future And you've seen Chris's pick For next week Yeah Justified
1: Exactly Longmire It's like If you are someone like myself Who's in his 30s That probably should be In his late 50s You'd love the show Because it just It's that safe thing It's something that you'd watch Like hey grandma You want to watch Longmire You know oh, Okay let's watch it So
0: Maybe so grandpa. it's on it's available on Netflix now though. It is, yeah. Okay. All
1: three seasons, fourth season coming to Netflix. Yeah, it looks like it's pending. Oh pending. There you go. So that's my pick. So we got two TV shows this week to recommend for you. Number one, Mr. Robot. That's correct. Techie side of the world, mystery,
0: all that kind of hacking stuff. Yeah, there I didn't actually mention this in my synopsis, but mm-hmm. there is sort of a a real hacktivist group that's in there, sort of like the anonymous, if you will, that uh-huh. sort of recruits this guy. It's fun, cool. Check it out. It's interesting. Basically, we do two. We, what it's funny is we just
1: picked two shows that are probably <laughs> aren't our favorite shows ever, but they're two extreme sides. I, but uh, yeah, but I'm into it. A lawman who doesn't use a cell phone and a world class <laughs> hacker. But there's intrigue and mystery and crime. So sure. There's the two, the, the two uh, competing
0: sides of the story. Yeah. So before we get into our main topic, yes, we do have some news
1: we do we do when you say news do you mean like breaking news that I'm not aware of
0: well it broke last week oh okay okay uh, and you're clearly not reading the Google document that I set up for this whole show. Well, I did last week. you <laughs> got to stay on to top test of it, man. Okay, 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 It's got formatting. It has bullets and links. Bullets and links. Yeah, Shit. okay. shit's good. So,
1: I mean, Fresh Talk's getting, that's the thing. We, we may not have as many people on it, but, man, it's getting technically We efficient. have a document. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: And we can thank Mr. Robot that probably... <laughs> <laughs> He's hacked into it already. Fuck. Well, there it goes. If you listen to this show, uh, within the last year, you know that we oh, were oh. obsessed... Yeah obsessed, obsessed with Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. The plane, the plane, where is the plane? Exactly.
1: What fucking plane? This plane vanished. Because that shit out of the gate. We spent a lot of time on it. We did. We spent weeks talking about Um, this
0: because new stuff came up. It was
1: bizarre. It was so bizarre. It's one of like,
0: it was a true mystery for a long time. It really was. Last week, as we record this, we're recording this August 12th. Last week, a fucking piece of this plane washed up on the shore. Mm -hmm. They found a piece of this plane. Confirmed it's the plane. Confirmed it's
1: the plane. Meaning it went down in the ocean. It did. Which we all suspected. Exactly. But I no- was
0: hoping Cthulhu came up out of the ocean <laughs> and <laughs> snatched it. And the Dark Lord Cthulhu. Uh, you know. But Maybe maybe this piece of the wing got away from him. I don't know. Godzilla could have fire blasted out of the air. What if they fought? What if Godzilla and Cthulhu were fighting? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the fact that there's not real monsters in this
1: world is a, is a real crime. It's a crime. crying
0: shame. It's a crying
1: shame. Um. With that said... Uh, we know it went down in the ocean now. Yes. So, okay, they found it. They found some part of it. It's not missing. Part
0: of the wing. Yeah. Well, the rest of the plane is still missing.
1: Still missing. I'm pretty sure it went down. Uh, a piece of the wing... Went up on this island, Reunion Island. Yeah, which is a French-controlled Polynesian island. One of these weird islands. Like, what the who? What the fuck is Reunion yeah. Island? You know, who's who's having a reunion there? How come I'm not invited? What's a- the deal? Apparently, who lives on this motherfucker? Apparently,
0: the guy that and this is all third-hand, this is all hearsay. So it's probably wrong. Mm-hmm. One of my coworkers told me this. Apparently, the guy that found the part of the wing, his job is to comb the beach and just collect all the shit that washes on the shore because it's in sort of this gulf stream of the ocean where shit just washes on the shore interesting so it was in the path and they found the wing and it's it's not a huge wing it's a piece no it's it's probably about the size of the table we're sitting at judging on the pictures that i saw oh i didn't know that
1: i thought it was much much much
0: bigger well i guess it could be i mean this is Uh probably misinforming everyone 10 feet Five Let the, me look. Let me look it up. Huh? We have well, the technology,
1: but this piece of the wing. So now we know that the plane didn't go and get sucked into a black hole. Well, maybe it did, and it spit a piece of wing out. It's, but it's, nothing is out of the realm. Nothing it, But we still don't know why this plane went down. Right? We no. still don't know why it veered so far off course. That's no. arguably the biggest mystery out of all. That of this. mystery still lingers because it's not like it went down on its flight path. Why? Did it divert
0: so dramatically? Yeah, good oh, ten, ten right, six six to ten feet maybe. This six part of the wing feet. that they okay. found. Okay. Yeah, so we we still know nothing else, but uh-huh. we it have almost a piece makes of it
1: slightly plane. freakier that one tiny little piece washed up and that's it. Yeah, totally. Like the ocean spit it back. But they said within the currents, I read that it could have been far far away from this island. Like it's not like it went down in this island. It could have just been floating. You're telling me the rest of the plane just sunk? It's like in the bottom of the ocean somewhere. Maybe? That's terrifying, man. What a terrifying way to die. That's a terrifying way to die. If they were even
0: alive when the plane went down, like, we don't know. Like, they, they still don't lost, know it was one of those weird could air Could have lost things. cabin pressure and Cab- everybody was knocked out. Like, we don't know what the fuck happened.
1: I want to know so bad. It drives me nuts. Maybe one day we'll find those orange black boxes. Oh, yeah, right. You <laughs> think if they can't find the plane, they're going to find the black box. Imagine if just the black box... Just washed up. Washed up. (laughs) And it was just like a fucked up voice, like a demon voice, you know, like, I brought the plane down. Cthulhu. Yeah. That's a bad demon voice. (laughs) Just some crazy exorcist shit, you know? Yeah, so. And then uh, the TV show you watch, he's hired to find out who brought the plane down, Mr. Robot.
0: He can hack the Dark Lord, yes. Yes. He's that good.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Wild. The Dark Lord uses the internet. It turns out. What the out. fuck do you think happened? I mean, I know not much about aviation besides I'm scared to die in a plane crash. But what what do you they think occurred? have been. Well, I
0: don't really know the the last. And again, it's been a long time since I looked into this plane crash. The last thing that I read that made sense. People to People told us to stop talking about it. Like, literally, we talked about it every week. But when it first happened,
1: it was like the Twilight was Zone. Was it the
0: NTSB? Did they tell us this, time? Mm-hmm. think th- we know something? It just
1: disappeared. I mean, I don't... That, it did. Any, it vanished. Nothing vanishes in 2015. No. Technology has changed where it's not the 1800s. That's you correct. just don't... It ain't Amelia Earhart. It's... Yeah. And that's a plane. A
0: passenger plane. Not some little prop plane. With 288 passengers, something like that. Um, the last thing that I read that made sense to me is they veered way off course, and they went way up in altitude because... They might have had an engine fire, and they were trying to extinguish the engine fire by suffocating it with lower... But they would call in and do a distress
1: signal that we have a fire. They would report she that. You would think so. They, they were, I mean, they would absolutely have to.
0: We don't know what else would have been going on, but... Mm-hmm. Like, that made sense to me. I was like, oh, okay.
1: And, and, and they've kind of ruled out terrorism at this point because absolutely no credit whatsoever. Like, nobody would take down a plane and not have an organization somewhere somehow that would somehow take not take credit for it. Yeah, people want to claim that shit. even if they Unless it's do a it. lone nut case like that German guy. That, that was, was horrible that was really with that weird. guy, dude. That was really weird. Yeah. That was fucked up, dude. One dude snapped. Yeah. Now he just snapped. Just took the plane down. been planning on snapping, too. I'm gonna snap later this week. And then they found out all that shit about how he was like had all these depression issues, all these mental illness issues. Yeah, that's a that's a. I mean, if I lost somebody, if I lost a loved one and found out that the motherfucker flying the plane was essentially insane, was a manic, like whoa, like it's just terrible. And those doctors like knew, and they didn't report. I mean, there's a lot of the lawsuits on that one are going to be are probably already through the roof. You know?
0: Yeah, I I I know how they would be here. I mean, this shit happened in Europe. I don't know what the laws are over there. Yeah. Obviously, they have to be comparable. But
1: yeah, it is Germany. I mean, don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to. No <laughs> hey. pun intended. Veer too far off course. But laws have been known to like kind of. You know, we eh, we'll just no, going they, bypass this one. They're
0: better now. Germany's yeah. Oh, fine.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have great beer.
0: They do have great beer. They have very nice people too. I had a wonderful time in
1: Germany. Yeah. All right, moving on before we uh, get sucked down, because we are in the barrage, Dan's parents' house. And it may sink
0: at any moment.
1: Yeah, totally. There's yam- <laughs> yarmulkes on the wall, and you know it, this could descend into, if your parents hear this, they come down, they call Aaron's parents, suddenly it's a- uh,
0: I'm really flattered know. that you picked the one that I was given for my bar mitzvah to wear during this episode. It's oh, very, very kind much. of you. Very thank kind very much.
1: Thank you very much. Well, sometime we'll talk about our ethnic backgrounds, <laughs> but not today. Uh, about it. <laughs> there's a real mystery right there. Oh, but there's no there's no down. mystery. Oh. I know.
0: Truth is clear as day. It's true. You're a Christian.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, let's get to our topic because we do want to keep our format of a topic. We do want to have a main topic. That's correct. And this one, honestly, is important and serious and it needs to be discussed and I can't wait to talk about it. And that is True Detective Season 2. Yes. Just wrapped up. It wrapped up this week as we record this. For those who are not familiar with the podcast, who have not followed us for the past year and a half... Everyone on the podcast Was an incredibly Massive fan Of the
0: first season Of True Detective Pretty much everyone On earth that watched it Was a massive fan Of True Detective Completely Season 1
1: agree HBO Slam Dunk Matthew McConaughey Woody Harrelson I don't want to say Reinvented those guys But huge successes For both kinda of them kind of did Oh yeah, I mean it Kinda was just did. the show was amazing. It was so different. The perspective was so different. How to deal with a cop show and a mystery. The the darkness and the intrigue of the crime was fascinating. The location of the rural southern Louisiana was a, such a good backdrop it for it all. That some of the dialogue and the acting oh, was incredible. The was
0: phenomenal.
1: Everything was amazing. I mean, it was literally one of the. I, Dare I say, one of my favorite TV shows ever.
0: Yeah, I can go on record and say that.
1: For sure. And if not one of my favorite TV shows ever, one of the better TV shows ever, period.
0: And definitely my favorite TV show from last year.
1: Oh, absolutely. Without, Without question. People loved it. Huge success. Season two comes along. For those that haven't watched, we'll give you a quick background. What they decided to do was do an anthology show, which means same name, same concept, completely different story every season completely unrelated to anything that happened before no connection new cast all of Hollywood once in this season because people look what happened to Matthew McConaughey and they're like man if I had a part like that oh god I'd love to have a part like
0: that and just create myself and just blah 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 well to be fair he was really on the up and up as it was anyway and this show really put him over the top yeah
1: but you know great actors tend to search for great scripts and great characters, where they think I can do something with this, and really, you know, be an actor, hone the craft. Did they know. nail it? Yeah, they just look for it. You know, that's what they're on the hunt for—a great script. And on HBO, so this show had the pick of the litter. One guy created this, and one guy, I believe, wrote the majority of the first season. His name's Nicholas yeah. Palazzi Zuto Pizzato Palazzo. Like that. Palazzo. Oddly enough, somebody told me that he lives in Ohio.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of Which sense. Which
1: is in- bizarre because Ojai, well, hell, we're Dan's parents. We're the is where we're recording. We're basically a stone's throw from Ojai. We're minutes from Ojai. Yeah, so it's next door. It's next door city to Ventura. Yeah, a couple away. Yeah. Um, so this guy creates this show, comes out of the blue, huge success, Emmy Awards, all sorts of great stuff, and everyone's excited for season two. We were ecstatic for Pumped. season two. Pumped. Literally looking forward to that as much as some of my other favorite shows like Game of Thrones, you know? Um, and if you're listening to this, you're probably like, do these guys just sit around and watch TV all the time? No, just Sunday nights. But Sunday nights in America is some damn good TV. Here's the thing: I don't have cable, so I watch the shows I want to watch. Gotcha. Gotcha. Fair enough. So, um, this show comes along and they cast Colin Farrell, Rachel McAdams, who is a love of my life, hall past. Conversation for another time, but that's an important piece of the puzzle because of the fact I do love her. Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited. I think Colin Farrell's a decent actor. They cast Vince Vaughn as a bad guy. Wild card move. Yeah. Gray area guy, gray area guy, and then lastly, the guy's name's Taylor Kitsch. He was looks like, super familiar. I he was couldn't that tell show you Friday what else he Night was in. Lights, that football uh, show that was really big. No wonder I didn't I know who I he was. Never ever watched. You know, he that was show like, was big though. Kind of the star of that show. Okay, you know, good-looking guy, so forth and so on. So they cast these people, and they come up with a whole new series, and everyone's excited to watch this. And it was, by all accounts, in my eyes, and in the eyes of all the reviews. Oh, and hey, the real eyes quick, of all fans, yes,
0: spoilers. Spoilers coming. Hey, yeah. alert, by Come the way.
1: hot and fast. We're tearing this one up. So if you have not Probably seen... Probably not the best topic for our first show yeah. back. If you've not seen season two, we're either going to tell you don't see it or see it because it's a total mess, but we're going to give stuff away.
0: Shit's going to get given away. Got so it. just prepare However, yourselves. if you
1: have seen it... Or you don't care. Listen. Um, It is an absolute, a complete 100% definition of a sophomore slump. Oh, God. A follow-up failure a complete round two disaster whatever you uh, want to call you didn't it. have an
0: r word to keep the alliteration going uh,
1: r- uh round a, two a rocky recovery <laughs> i don't know you know anyway a rocky round two <laughs> uh, uh, Fair fair p- there you go but it could be like rocky the movie, which is badass in round two so it's not uh, well with that said um it was a fucking mess and i've never been so disappointed it's rare I've had records I've had music oh, albums oh, yeah. that have of disappointed them. me follow ups where I'm just like what the fuck it's rare that that happens with a TV show because usually you keep the same characters and the storylines moving yes. forward so if you dug it you kind of dug it with this it was almost like they were giving us a whole new show with the same name and folks listeners ladies and gentlemen it was
0: a mess I will give you the best part about this season okay That's carried over from the first season. Okay. And that is the opening credit sequences. (laughs) Because T-Bone Burnett did the music again. Mm -hmm. Totally different song. Totally different style. Made it feel like L.A. Where the show is sort of based this season. And the opening credits were beautiful. Just like they were in the first season. It matched well with the song. Which matched well with the location. Mm -hmm. That's it.
1: Everything else. It's hard to even know where to begin. And I think anybody that's watched this season would Uh. probably agree um first off it featured the storyline let's get to the basic of it you know detectives solve a crazy case right it's that simple yeah that's very simple storytelling people you don't have to do anything too insane you present the crazy case you present the people that are going to solve it and then you take the people through the maze of solving the case which was exactly season one yes they were great characters it was an interesting crime,
0: but it was very fascinating how it was put together. Well, it was told non-linearly as well. You don't know True. where in the timeline you were in every episode. They had to sort of explain that.
1: Five minutes into that show, you're like, I want to know more about <laughs> yes. this crime and these characters. Eight episodes into this show, Which is- you couldn't care less about... There was no connection with the main characters. I, I thought, first off, I thought that the... the, the this, it was the story. It was so convoluted. It was a mess. You needed you needed to have a map out to understand everything that occurred. And that's not because I'm stupid. That's because it was so poorly told. There was so much insignificant information. It was a mess. It was, it like was somebody, unbelievable. Yeah, I was. You couldn't believe that nobody said. We need to slow down here. This is confusing, or it's not making sense, or the stuff we're touching on isn't important. They were taking you down roads that were ridiculous. I mean, every
0: episode. Yeah, you know, we, you and I talked about this last week because we did a, a pilot run of this podcast to make sure that everything was going to work, and it was before the final episode aired. Mm-hmm. And after we talked about it, you sent me a link to an article on Slate.com yes. that explains everything so much better than this show did. I didn't know what was actually happening until I read this article. Yeah, there were
1: things he was shouldn't that bad. have to read. I know sometimes you watch these shows and you're a little yeah, confused.
0: Game of Thrones is confusing as fuck. But it's eventually fine. you catch up a little bit yeah. and he catches what's going on.
1: This was a mess. This was characters were coming in. He was mourning the death of a... He was talking to the son of a character that had died that was a character that had no lines in episode one. And you're like, who the fuck is he talking about? Like, it was <laughs> crazy. So many far-fetched things happen in the show, and not far-fetched in a good way. Just terrible development of characters they were constantly sitting and there was a thousand I mean literally to go down the list of everything that was wrong I mean we let's go back and forth for a little bit number one every cut to every single scene it felt like was an aerial shot of a freeway yeah I mean it's LA it's very common out of control, though. I mean, to the point where it's like, well, that's the 10th aerial shot of a freeway in this episode. How many establishing shots do you need in one episode? Exactly. You what, Go next, because we'll just keep going until we run out of things that was terrible. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, the dialogue. The dialogue. The dialogue was having just written a comedy. There were lines in True Detective that I wouldn't let in my stupid, cheesy, raunchy comedy film that – a professional writer of a massive show with a massive budget that have people scour through scripts and all sorts of quality control. Some of the lines that got through were stunning to the point that now at least online or in the States where we are blue balls in my heart. (laughs) The the bad guy was talking about how angry he was and how frustrated he was. And he said, it's like blue balls in my heart. That line is, is kind of an insta classic. I mean, <laughs> Twitter blew up. <laughs> I mean, hashtags of blue balls in my heart everywhere. I mean, I oh don't know, I'm knocking stuff over. Oh, uh, Jesus. Is it still working?
0: So, yeah. Cool. I think c- okay.
1: Okay. okay. I, I mean, what a, it's an insane, horrible line from a serious bad guy when Terrible. he's in the middle. Blue balls in my heart. More lines that were horrible in the show. The guy is yelling at his mom because mom has stolen $10,000 that he hid in mom's trailer. Now, if you have $10,000, there's a lot of places to hide it. And if you don't trust your mom and don't like her and she's a drunk, you probably wouldn't hide it for years. Not even checking in on your hidden money under a bed in your drunk mom's trailer. Right, Insane. Uh, right? Then they get in a fight and they're yelling at each other. It was like a telenovela. I mean, it was just like they're yelling back and forth, Don't go. You stole from me. Don't go. I'm like, this is like supposed to be like the best acting in the world, and this is what we got. And then he yells at his mom, and he calls his mom. Something that nobody in 2015 or maybe ever, when they really want to insult somebody, let alone their mom, says. He screams at her. He's like, you're Poisoned Coos. Now, Coos is sort of a 1970s, 80s <laughs> insult for a woman that a mobster would use. Right. But a CHP officer is angry at his mom and calls her Poisoned Coos. Who the fuck writes that and says, yeah, man, that's what he'd
0: say. That's it. We're it's in ins- New Jersey. It's insane. Poisoned
1: Coos. In the very last episode, the worst actress on the whole show who plays this guy, Frank's wife, goes, you're a bad actor, trust me, I know, because he was telling her he didn't love her because he wanted to be safe, (laughs) internet memes everywhere of her saying, you're a bad actor, she was, basically, everybody thought she was the worst actress on the show, to the point she's stuck, you know how sometimes when somebody sticks out, where it's like, bad script or not, but there's that one person, you're like, oh shit, like... I don't really know what makes we a great you, actor. or what Yeah, <laughs> but, oh, man. I mean, and they why didn't somebody say, hey, listen, you know, she's taking a lot of heat on the net. A lot of people think she's not holding it down. Let's get rid of that line where she says, you're a bad actor. Trust me, I know. You're just setting yourself up. So you're absolutely right. <laughs> the dialogue was just, but these are epic lines that people are going to remember. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: the dialogue was terrible. The soliloquies that Matthew McConaughey did in the first season that worked so well worked because he was a great actor and he got a lot out of them.
0: Well, and I think they and were the character was interesting. They were written better as well. The subject matter was very different. What they were talking about in the first season versus what we're talking about here in the second season. Yeah. They weren't having the same conversation, so they're not even comparable. On top of that, Matthew McConaughey's delivery was, was over so the top. Good. Yeah. So yeah, the dialogue
1: in the season. And he tried to do it. And you made fun of it last time we talked about when Vince Vaughn, and poor Vince Vaughn, he's known as in many ways a comedic actor. Yeah. And sometimes a comedic actor gets in a serious role and it becomes a breakthrough. I don't feel like he did a bad job, but I feel like he was really stuck with a terrible script that occasionally made him come off funny when he wasn't supposed to be. When Vince Vaughn's talking about blue balls of the heart, you laugh.
0: And the reality was it was supposed to be serious. You know? yeah. But I will say that... Because you thought he did a good job, right? I do. I feel like, and, and granted, he's not Matthew McConaughey, yeah. but maybe it's because my expectation out of Vince Vaughn was so low. Don't have any problem with the guy. I think he does great in, the, in what he does, but he's always a Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I really feel like he was able to stretch out of his normal uh, typecast okay. character and, and sort of flex his muscles a little bit as a dramatic, serious actor. Granted, he didn't blow me away, but I was like, you know... I'm kind of digging his performance. I'm I'm enjoying it a bit. Okay.
1: I liked it. Fair enough. Okay. He did so, well. So the the writing was terrible, we agree. The dialogue was terrible. Folks, this show I think was so bad that film school will run a course where you watch season one of this, and then you watch season two, and you analyze and debate what the fuck went wrong. I mean, and you got to understand, this would not be a big deal. There's terrible TV on all the time, but the anticipation for this show so was so high. High.
0: and granted season 1 did so phenomenally well it doesn't matter what they did it, it was never be hard. It, i mean yeah. the bar was set so high they couldn't have ever compared to it but this fell so far short oh
1: unbelievable there are plot holes all over the place some of the ironies just the things that just happen is amateur writing where like again if i wrote a script and gave it to dan dan would be like well this is cool but You're telling me that the girl she's looking for just happens to be at the house of her sister who happens. I mean, you know what I mean? It's (laughs) all like, you know, it was just like there's a lot of out of the gate first episode. Hey, oh, by the way, excuse me. I don't know you, but my sister's missing. She was last seen at this commune. Oh well, you know what? That happens to be my dad's commune. Let me just drive up there. Quinky Dink. Crazy. She's in this crazy ass orgy that supposedly happened outside of Ventura. Trust me, orgies like that don't happen outside of Ventura. Or someone's keeping me out and not (laughs) letting me in on the big secret. But sorry, Chris. (laughs) But they um, like she just um, I'm here at this. I'm Rachel McAdams. I'm this total hot chick walking around all drugged and. All these people, all these g- girls are having sex around me, and the creepy old men who are have, have organized this orgy, not one has picked me. I'm just the lone chick that's allowed to wander around the facility, peer in and see all these people and get all this information. That's great. There's so many things that were just fucking insane.
0: So you brought up one of my sorest points about this whole series, this episode, right? Season, not series or episode. This particular episode where they follow... Oh. They go to this party. Do I know what's coming? <laughs> two big things. Rachel Adams' character, Bezzarides, goes to this party. Gets dosed with, you know, a Molly, MDMA, whatever. Yeah. Kills a dude because she's trying to get away from this other guy that nobody oh. nobody hit on her, whatever. So then the other two cops follow the buses that take all these Russian broads to this party. This massive orgy in the hills of Ventura. No, oddly enough, they met in Ventura to take the buses to Monterey. Monterey. Which is fine unless you know California and realize that's 300 miles away. Yeah. On well, coach buses. Yeah. Unbelievable. The and point. the city of Vinci is supposed to be outside of L.A. Yeah, it's so like it's, it's like City of Industry, so it's two hours from here. Just a mess. They The other two cops follow these buses. They sneak around the side of this massive mansion and see these dudes that are part of this party, like, in an office, signing paperwork. Mm. Right? So they bust in there after everybody leaves and kick a little bit of ass and the penultimate line of this episode is Taylor Kitsch grabs the paperwork (laughs) and goes, there's signatures all over these documents. Like that? That is what the the penultimate line of this episode is? Not not what the
1: documents are. Not the name of the person on a document that you may be interested,
0: just there's signatures all over these documents. Season one, they're finding dead fucking hookers with shit carved into their backs and weird like animal you know, tree branch things. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? And, and season now two is like, we have documents. We've invaded an orgy to find
1: documents. Never clarifying what these documents are. So,
0: but there's signatures on them.
1: Who's? Abe Lincoln? I don't Can know. Can we sell this at auction? What the
0: fuck are these documents? Meanwhile, Ugh. you know, Bezaridis, who's at this party, killing some dude. Yeah. And then they bust her out of there because they find her. She happens to come across a missing person. That's fine. Oh,
1: hey, look, there's that girl I'm looking for. Yeah, she looks familiar. Keep in mind, I'm so messed up that I'm stabbing people to death. But I'm clear enough to see some essentially broad in the corner who looks like my missing person. Oh, let me grab her. That's going on. To make matters even worse, in the midst of all that, she just happens to have a flashback to when she was abducted as a kid as a child in a commune and instead of having a blurry weird kind of cool looking hand-holding psycho bastard that takes this little girl off into the woods like kind of weird like i'm on acid i'm getting these flashbacks they cut to a full screen film shot of a dude that looks like randy quaid saying you're a pretty little girl and it's like (laughs) What the fuck was that? Like, even the, even the freaking B, like the, the, the extra who said you're a pretty little girl didn't even do a good job. No. Like, the director said, we want to act really creepy like you're in a B movie, like Over you're the a top pretty little girl. I mean, this, this thing is a disaster. I'm telling you, watch it just to enjoy a mess. And, and, and the thing is that the money that was spent on this, the quality, there are actors that were begging to be on the second season of this show and i feel bad for mcadams who i love because she's not with me that's the main reason i feel bad for her but (laughs) beyond that her and 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 colin farrell i mean vince vaughn these people are thinking like man this is big i got true detective like i'm going to some next level and they're basically meant to look like laughingstocks now you know i mean no fault of their own yeah like no fault of their own they tried they gave the material their best some of the acting was pretty good but it was crazy Oh, man, there are so many little twists and turns. It ends so stupid. Vince Vaughn's dying in the desert, and as he walks on, he's having moments from his life. So... You see his dad Just pops up And yells at him As he's walking in the desert It was reminding me Of that goddamn Captain Jack Sparrow shit In the third one uh, Where he's walking around The desert all oh. tripping
0: out Thankfully I don't know What you're talking about Because I didn't watch that movie Oh my god You want to, The same thing
1: You want to <laughs> talk about Shitty fucking follow-ups? So I have seen it then Like The first Pirates of the Caribbean Is a masterpiece Incredible. In my opinion Of action adventure The sequels are so unbearably and shockingly bad, you don't even know what happened. But it's very close to this true detective thing, but true detective is even worse. So he's walked through, and at one point, a a bunch of black gentlemen who are dressed up kind of like thugs, they pop up in his desert walk to death. Who are they? When has he ever mentioned that, you know what, I used to get harassed by these black guys, and I had could see if it was all these people that had been referenced, literally, he's just walking in a desert dying, and he has a vision of black guys dressed so stereotypical gangster, it's not even funny, oh, there's another fact about this thing, how they dress the Hispanic bad guys, like, they look like the homies action figures, I mean, they were so typecast they were I'm not all... sure
0: who's parodying who <laughs> okay <laughs> in that, it, it in that was, analogy it was
1: terrible like there's the bad guy it's the hispanic drug dealer and he comes out in like a fu manchu mustache and a white wife beater like you, they were dressed up they were like they were like bloods and crips from like the 80s come on man was... i've seen
0: i've seen breaking bad i know what those dudes look like yeah
1: okay. It's so. <laughs> i mean like literally if i was watching that and i was a hispanic gangster i'd be like dude I don't look like that. Like that's the false impression of what you think I look like.
0: It's I mean, you did say this guy lives in Ohio. True.
1: <laughs> it's. I mean, it's epic, Dan. It's such a letdown. I'm so already. I miss Kai because if I'm <laughs> incensed and you're relatively incensed, he'd literally be running around your parents' basement smashing things. I mean, this is the type of thing that he would just drip
0: pure venom. I mean, that's why know? things are falling down in this in the. The barrage here.
1: Yes. Oh, God. It's, it's, I mean, seriously. Let us know what you think. Are we off the mark? Did we? Is this the Pinkerton of TV? Ten years from now, will people just be in love with <laughs> Not it? Not a chance. I don't think there's a chance. I think this was like a stone-cold disaster and such a disappointment to the point that I watched it every week because I was freaking out on how bad it is. And then you start nitpicking when you don't like something. I'd yep. be online looking at stuff. Did you happen to see this? This is a good one. Somebody, A bunch of people caught. When the bad guy gave the list of all the weapons he needs for his big heist, mm-hmm. a completely uneventful. Heist, I may add, where nothing's really accomplished. He's like, I'm going to need all of these. And he hands over a list, 12 grenades, one rocket launcher, five submachine guns. And after the first five lists on the item, the list repeats again and again. They literally copied the items thinking as if no one would see it. But the camera zoomed in on the list. So it's like, Uh. hey, why does Frank need 12 grenades and five lines later 12 grenades and five lines later 12 grenades? He clearly needs 36 grenades.
0: Why wouldn't he just put 36 grenades? I mean, like they couldn't be a little more inventive. Like, I need two pounds of calotrops. Yeah.
1: Oh god, it's a disaster. Down to the point that the killer, there's, there's no killer. There's all these convoluted plots about diamonds getting stolen years ago. Yeah. The main uh. guy that got killed, you're not even concerned about who did it or care because everybody hated the dude. You find out the guy that does it, and it's one of those old school. It was a Scooby-Doo swerve. Totally. It was a Scooby-Doo <laughs> moment where. You met this guy for ten seconds in the second season and never heard another word about him, and then all of a sudden, in the last
0: episode, it's like, "Uh oh, the bad guy's Mister McGoogle," and they rip his mask off. <laughs> well, and honestly, like that was the only darkest sort of. Sinister part of this second season that I gave a shit about. It's like, oh, there's this fucking creepy dude in a crow mask. Like, what the fuck is happening but here? Crow Maybe crow mask this weird, was interesting culty shit going on. Because and then the
1: first one worked because the bad guys were deep and dark and culty they and you were fascinated with it. All that Yellow King stuff, people researching it. But they made it work. They yeah. didn't make
0: it work in this season oh, at no. all.
1: They put a guy in a crow mask and you don't see the crow mask until the last episode. And the crow mask is just sitting yeah. on the kitchen table. With the window open, if you have committed multiple crimes in a crow mask, you would probably get rid of said crow mask, or at least I don't know the closet. Put it in the <laughs> shitter, just like right there on the coffee table. Like the, I mean, who was making this show? It's ah. unbelievable. It was, I mean, uh, one of the. It's it's just tragic, absolutely tragic to the point of fun.
0: And this is the double-edged sword that is HBO. They're hands off enough, so I'm told. That you have the freedom to do whatever you want. And that's why so many good shows are made on HBO. They're like, you have a vision. Here's some money. Make your vision. Some and of the best TV shows ever on HBO. Sopranos yes. started the whole
1: modern, sort of like hardcore serious drama masterpiece. Eh, give it, take your last season or two. Wire, one of the best shows yeah. ever created. Even down to the comedy. Eastbound and Down is one of the funnest. No, Wire's on uh, HBO. Is it HBO? Okay. Eastbound and Down is one of the funniest shows, in my opinion, ever made. It's incredible. Silicon Valley. Valley one of your favorite brilliant shows. I mean this
0: is all HP. Yeah. last week tonight with John Oliver he even said he's like we have an uh, a what do you say a terrifying lack of oversight they just like yeah do your thing did, did he you? shit on true detective
1: Ooh, not yet, oh God, what a set of balls on that he guy. did shit on, goes goes though, on which H-Bio is brilliant shits on it <laughs> it's got to the point that there's a late night show in America I keep saying America because I'm not sure how intense true detective was over in in Tell England how? you know in Europe but there is a show like the Late Late Show with some dude, Seth Myers or something like that. They did a game show gag where is it is the line from True Detective or a fortune cookie? That's amazing. And they literally <laughs> would do lines and people were blowing it. People that watched the show and it was like, sorry, that's a fortune cookie. And somebody would pick fortune cookie and it would be like, sometimes you have to follow your path to find your path. And like, oh, that's got to be a fortune cookie. And that cuts to Vince Vaughn like, sometimes you got to follow your path. It's crazy. And perhaps the worst line that I hate like when people try and like force seriousness on you. Like, you know, quasi deep people. And that show has a little bit of that. Rachel McAdams is talking to uh, a prostitute or some girl, girl that she saved, this Mm -hmm. random girl that she finds and she says maybe life isn't just about fucking you know telling her like you know have more of a life yeah. and the girl says back to her this is on par with blue balls of your heart and there's signatures all over these documents <laughs> life is fucking and she says it all serious and then rich mcadams like looks at her all serious it's like what the fuck does that mean (laughs) are you talking about the actual concept maybe she's a maybe she's a philosopher you know she's into science hey life is fucking life is based off the fact that people fuck and then there's life (laughs) or is she actually like i'm so serious that like there's a deeper meaning to life is fucking or is she just a dumb prostitute the response would be for me to be like well if that's what you think it's good that you're a prostitute, because you're a... Mo- I mean, it just... You found the right line of work. Oh, my God, dude. I mean, it really... I got obsessed with how much I disliked this show.
0: It's... You know, we didn't talk about the finale yet, because it aired Sunday as oh. we record this, and we haven't... I watched it last night, and what they did really quick... If you didn't
1: watch it, what they did is they tried. They knew they were in trouble. The reviews have been devastating. And HBO kind of put out a little statement saying, wait till the end. You're going to be thrilled. Everything's going to wrap up. And ready for this? We've decided to make it an hour and a half. Oh, we never do that. But we're going to do an hour and a half because there's so much good stuff. That was a desperate plea, I think, for them to, we're giving you more time. Make something happen. Give us a little movie here.
0: I didn't realize that the initial, original finale wasn't 90 minutes. Okay. I didn't realize that that was something that they had changed their mind and done. Uh Uh-huh. That paints it in a whole new light.
1: Good light or bad light?
0: No, bad light. Yeah, of course.
1: (laughs) Of course. Uh, So what did you think at the very least with a murder mystery type situation you can at least make it end good? How did you feel on a scale of 1 to 10 on the ending?
0: Oh, God. It was a 2. 3. I'll give it a 3.
1: I'll give it a 4.
0: It was as flat as the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. The, the finale summed up my feeling of the entire season. Mm-hmm. Because there were episodes, whole episodes, that I just didn't give a fuck about. Nothing happened. Literally nothing happened. There was a bunch of weird dialogue. Yeah. The fucking Taylor Kitsch found money and his, you know, lost money. And Never got mu- closer to the plot. No, and there were so many things, and I was talking about it with Ted, who I've been watching this with. So many things happened that have no impact on anything in this entire season. None of it mattered. And we spent so much time. Why is Taylor Kitch gay? Why does he give a shit that he's gay? Why does he take, you know, uh, Viagra to fuck his girlfriend who's super hot that ends up pregnant? None of that made any difference to the show.
1: Nothing. None at all, and then he unceremoniously dies getting shot in the back, and the other two characters who are his partners have two the morning, the morning for that, like he was better than us yeah he was let's uh let's go do this it's just like, thing they—that's how they wrote it off. There's no connection with the characters. They didn't even wrap up good bonding. The chemistry no. between Rachel McAdams and Colin Farrell; those two people would never get together. It was ridiculous.
0: It was ridiculous when they got together, and it was only because she was on fucking MDMA or whatever the fuck they gave her. And then you're like, all right, they went through some crazy shit. I guess they could fuck, but then they like have this relationship sort of. And, and- then the weird moment where she kind of says, "Like I was just as guilty."
1: Talking about like when she was molested as a child, like he made, he told me I was pretty. the fuck are you talking about? you know that's ins- that's insanity, the whole God God's a mess, literally unbelievable, yeah, absolute stone cold mess on every level, and like you said, just no plots were figured out at the end in terms of the characters. You didn't even need Taylor Kitchen, the whole thing at all. It's just a mess well
0: the the characters were the same, I guess. <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to throw out the massive spoiler. It's the very, very end. But. No,
1: fucking spoil this shit, dude. We've shit all over it already.
0: All right, fair enough. Because if you. You're already gone if you haven't watched this and you're listening to this podcast. That's true. Fair enough. That's your final warning. So at the very end, after everybody's dead except for Bezerides, what she meets in Venezuela with a fucking reporter. Mm -hmm. And it's like, here's everything I have. Mm. Leave after I've been gone for an hour. And like, so she went to the press in Venezuela yeah I mean obviously the guy's American but that that's that's it I mean I know nothing happened in the first season like the real bad guys got away and they killed the one fucking dude and they have this sort of buddy cop moment at the end but the the big heads of fucking everything with the yellow king are gone Ugh. but this was like well people got promoted and the corridor's going through, and we're breaking ground on the high-speed rail, and maybe this guy will write a story.
1: Yes, maybe he will. Oh, and the one
0: time I had sex with Colin Farrell, whoops, he knocked me up. Imagine that. What? Also like, not a red-headed fat kid.
1: What? There's so many <laughs> things wrong with that. That is such a ridiculous, cheesy device. Such a ridiculous, cheesy device. Now, if they bond it throughout the whole show, and they were in love, okay? Mm -hmm. I will buy that device more. But the fact that they just fucked once, once... It's hard to get pregnant. It's not the easiest thing in the world. There's things that are happening on a woman's actual week cycle clock, right? That's going on. Number two, they didn't use protection at all. Like, oh, shit, I'm going to have sex with this person for the first time ever. You don't think Rachel McAdams would be like, yo, dude, you need to put a Jimmy on? None of that goes down, right? And she's pregnant with his baby like it's some love child. They had no connection whatsoever. And that is such a cheap device to be like, dude's dead, but he impregnated the girl who told his story. It's crazy. If I was in that car with Colin Farrell when he was trying to escape, I'd say, hey, I got a plan, Colin. Instead of going up to the goddamn woods, let's go down to LA. Let's go down to Hollywood. Let's drive Sunset Boulevard and run into the CNN building and go up to see (laughs) Anderson Cooper, who I guarantee you would want that fucking story. He wouldn't be kicking your ass out. He'd be like, whoa, you got what? Yo, lock me in a room for an hour. Don't call the cops yet. You're going to shit your pants. And he's safe and his name is cleared and all is well and he tells a
0: story. But instead, he doesn't not do that that only happened in the show the way it happened because he was a dumb shit <laughs> so here's another point that i'm going to make he Dump stops shit detective they're right. got they got away with this fucking heist that they did they have a plan to get out he and bezarides they're getting out he decides to deviate from the plan go see his kid that's when he gets the tracker put on his car mm-hmm. the fucking cops track him down whenever he dies he He's calling Bezerides and okay. is like, Wait, Are you trying in. to
1: fix this now? You're saying how he could have got out of this? No, no,
0: I'm saying this is how stupid he is. Okay. He calls her and goes, Stick to the plan, get on the boat. You didn't fucking stick to the plan, you dumb shit. Like, what the fuck?
1: Unbelievable! If you had stuck to the plan, you would have left Unbelievable. too. Unbelievable! And way to endanger your kid. You're a goddamn wanted man. Yeah. You don't think you're a cop? You're the true detective, if you will. You don't think, think they're, th- staking, they're out staking out your kid's fucking out school? Your kids' school? I know that, and I don't have a kid, nor have I ever been wanted for murder. But everybody knows they stake out the family members to see if you're gonna say, "Before I skip the country, need to see my little boy twenty feet away." Like what? You're right. It was completely idiotic. His whole situation. I mean, and there's a million ways to fix this. And this sounds completely pompous, but I st- truly believe you and I could sit down and in the course of an hour if someone gave us this plot, just the plot. These are the characters. This is the situation. We could at least come up with an ending or a direction that was more digestible than what these people came up with. It was like It's like power gone mad. It was uh. like this guy was just given the keys of the kingdom. I read a whole article that basically said that whole Blue Balls line. They said at <laughs> what point from his typing into a computer to the people that read the script to the actors to the line producer to everybody involved to the, show to the point that it gets on TV and you digest it. I'm in the middle of making our own movie, which we didn't have talk, time to talk about tonight. Maybe next week I Maybe can catch week. everybody up on it. But I'm telling you, it's a long fucking process. <laughs> there are a lot of opportunities for somebody to say it's stupid. In fact, almost everything that's done, two other people disagree on, and you argue about it until you come up with the dissolution of what you want to do, down to the color of the credits. So how could a line that be bad be projected <sighs> on America? Blue balls in my heart. It's terrible, And that's all I got. But, oh, what a disaster.
0: Real, real letdown. Soft more
1: slump. I call it Pooh Detective. In fact, a show about dudes investigating weird poop would probably be more interesting than this show. I'm
0: sure Nat Geo has a show on that already. <laughs>
1: Pooh Detective? Yeah. You think so? That's not an original?
0: I don't know. Oh, it'll probably end up being
1: like some weird German fetish porno, like True Detective ripoff. You know? Oh God! Even better.
0: Pe- Colin Farrell <laughs> in
1: True Detective.
0: Let me guess. He fixes the cable.
1: <laughs> Taylor shits. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, my metaphors.
0: I know, but yeah.
1: Uh. Oh man. Well, hey, there we go, Dan. That was the topic. That's that what was... we came here to discuss. Yeah, in terror. True Detective season two. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not
0: good. I need to watch it again. I really do. Oh my God.
1: It just makes me want to watch the first season.
0: I'm also going through the first season, little okay. bit by little bit. I mean, I've seen it so many times already. It's not like I'm watching it for the second time and going, holy shit, this is so much better. Mm-hmm. But I am watching it again, and man, it's still so fucking good. I don't have the shock. I don't have the surprise of because I know what's happening. But you just notice so many things when you watch something for the second and third time that you wouldn't otherwise notice because you're so intently watching the plot.
1: Yeah. God, it's fantastic. It's true. First season's so good. So if you have not seen True Detective and you are listening to this, watch season one. By all means. Fall in love. Be blown away. See great acting, great writing, great score storytelling. Be sucked into an amazing show. And stay far away from season two unless you get sucked in from the aspect to just see how bad it is. If you care about writing and dialogue and storytelling, honestly, it's worth seeing to
0: see what not to do. I mean, if you're a fan of the show, give it a shot, Mm -hmm. you know? See what it is. Maybe it connects with you. We'll see how it could. But as an exercise in completion yeah I exercise guess and you could watch it I mean if they make a season 3 i you'll probably watch it too yeah. you know I mean season two me sucked. Me season too. one was so fucking good though'll they get three or four seasons out of season me two. me too and yeah. I was you know what I was never pumped to watch it every week well no I guess that's not true I was excited to watch it every week and I was let down every week yeah I was like fuck yeah season uh, true detectives on on Sunday but I was never as excited as I was for season one never.
1: ever I completely agree
0: well back to a
1: show. That actually is having a good, solid second season. Fresh talk. We are back. This is our second run. Um, For whatever reason, I doubt you tuned in late to the episode. If you're still with us, you probably heard why things are a little different. A new place. We're taking over the helm. But again, we're going to do our best to keep it alive. We're going to try, Dan. We're going to try and buckle down and get this to the people every single week. Again, we're going to start in on the guests big time. We want to have a lot of people coming in. Yeah. And hopefully... We'll see, but next week, we're hoping to have the camera set up. To be live so you can watch the podcast and you can also write in and contribute and
0: yeah. talk with us. Yeah, we want to have you here. Yeah, absolutely. Us.
1: And maybe next week that's what we'll do. Food for thought. Um, we will attempt to not have our first guest, but to get the camera stuff set up, see if we can have a couple people write in and see if we can get this back and forth going. Because yeah. there's some technical stuff
0: we need there's to do. There's some shit I gotta work out. I'm gonna have to bring John in and sort of coach yeah. me on this. But
1: and and, and we're out of time because we also don't, we don't want to beat you up too long on the time, but a lot of interesting things, good things, bad things to talk about i have some huge updates on the film betting on baker that we made i can't wait to talk about fill everybody in we're getting very close to being done post-production is taken forever it's funny you say that every time i see you. it's true and i know and it's embarrassing (laughs) every time i say it but we are truly at the finish line excited to catch everybody up on that let everybody know what's going on probably have a lot of listeners that weren't around at the beginning of the podcast that don't even know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. but a movie that Aaron and I wrote that Dan is an extra in quite a bit quite many frankly. many scenes yeah, yeah, probably a, too much uh, the extra Dan um, is coming out um, and we're Still close to being done card. a lot of information on that to tell you about um, I lost a friend and a hero of mine Roddy Piper who was also in the movie Very I sad. definitely spent some time talking about Roddy I've got some amazing stories probably worth a full episode to be honest with you. Um, and whether you are getting ready to go on a big trip. I am. Yep, you're headed to where? Barcelona. Barcelona, which is a song by The Rentals, if anybody's not familiar with it. Rentals record number two. Yeah, really yeah, good song. I, don't know, I know The Rentals. I, you should listen I can't listen to to place it the
0: point song. If you drink a bunch of wine in Barcelona, put it on the pod, rock it. I mean, I don't use an iPod anymore. It's not 2001, but... <laughs> See what I could do. Well, hey, I'm a guy that watches Longmere, so I still have an <laughs> this iPod. This is true. Yeah.
1: Um, yes, guys, so we do have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about, a lot of good guests coming. We've already lined up some people that are excited to come on and talk, so we're going to try and keep it going and see how it goes. Give us your feedback. We want to know do. what you think of the new format. We want to know what you want us to talk about, as always, and cover. Always take topic suggestions. Yeah, topic suggestions, and again, the plan is sometime, sometime soon, you're going to get some updates on Twitter, on Facebook. We are recording the podcast tonight. We have set up our yeah. new Hangout. Pop if you're in. around at this time, pop in. So by the time you're listening to this, that message may actually get to you in the next two or three, four days, to yep. be
0: honest with you. But once we get that worked out, we're going to do it every time that we possibly can. So every time. Every time we record, we'll let you know when we're recording. Presuming I can get everything sorted out technically. Oh, yeah. And then you'll be able
1: to hang out and be a part of the podcast. Which
0: we which is what we want. We really want to make this a community and have it be a, a vibrant you know, thing that you guys can, can, can contribute can be part of, to yeah. and yes. again we
1: can't lock in a set time but we'll do our best to let you know when it's happening yep. every week you know and it'll be fun it'd be great to get some different people in different places chime in and talking about what we're doing so yep. we are here fresh talk lives son of fresh talk we have returned i don't know if we're better than ever but we're still in the game baby <laughs> but we're still here we're still here that's all that For what it's worth absolutely so hopefully if you hear this it worked we actually were able to do the technical side of this yeah we got it to happen do you think we did it dan
0: uh, Will people hear this? Yeah, yeah, people hear this. It'd be weird if it was like the lost fresh dog. It's like found footage. Yeah. Like this is this, this is your th- third movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> footage you know.
0: <laughs> of an audio yeah. podcast yeah. as i die like please dad finish the film <laughs> post the yeah, 30 so. 30 years later you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're in final cut trying to figure out how to put in i like, don't know how to work like, this. the <laughs> end <you know. laughs> Fien. 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 all right dan where can people get the updates especially now that we're going to be telling people when we are recording uh where can they check us out what's the plan
0: uh you can find all that information at freshtalkpodcast.com which has links to all of our socials on facebook on Twitter, on Google um, eventually I guess on YouTube we might be periscoping and or slash meerkatting mm-hmm. if uh, the YouTube live thing doesn't work but that's going to be the plan I think YouTube live is where we're going to go Yeah. so please follow us if you don't already recommend us to a friend like us and share and all that other stuff let them know we're back in the game and of course you can find me and my
1: adventures at Army of Freshmen you can find me everywhere at DX. There you go, and we'll keep you posted when we're getting ready to record the next one live. Thank you for being with us, coming back, being a part of it, and uh, here for the return of Fresh Talk. Same name, same game, a couple damn things changed. Different kind of stuff. We need a closing catchphrase. Yeah, we need a new one. I don't know if Q the bossa nova Something, something bossa nova.
0: You like the bossa nova still? We'll work on it.
1: Okay, for this episode, I got one for you. All right. Pooh detective, the bossa nova. (laughs) It's fair.
0: Or just Poo the bossa nova Poo the bossa nova
1: <laughs> Dude I gotta take a bossa
0: nova I got a bossa nova so bad right now I can taste it <laughs> That's a
1: tasty bossa nova <laughs> On the next episode of Poo Detective, Someone took a tasty bossa
0: nova <laughs>